This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together and worship. We pray that you'll come and fill us with your presence, that we may experience you in a powerful way, and may what we do in this service of worship to you be a blessing. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite you all to stand if you're able as we sing together, Rise Up Ye Saints of God. Please be seated. This morning for our mission moment, we are going to be helping refugees in our local area in Buffalo. These are people who have come here legally through the system and with pretty much nothing. Some of them are from uh, other countries. Some of them are, are Americans from Puerto Rico who have arrived, hundreds of them, with literally nothing. So we're going to help out the people and the agencies and groups in the city of Buffalo that are helping these people to make a good fresh start in America. So if you have the opportunity to help with an extra gift, we offer that for your giving. Take off our thankful moment time this morning. We wanted to start with our youth. Yet Last week we had our youth retreat and we had a wonderful experience with lots of youth and adult helpers and we had a great movement of God and uh, Corey Margarici would like to share with you today. Good morning. I would love to speak about how thankful I was for this year's youth retreat. I had an amazing time making tons of new friends with everybody that Mr. Dad brought from Lockport. It was really awesome meeting, like, John, he's amazing at making sandwiches. And it, and it was just really nice to meet everyone there. There was also Jaheem. He was so funny. One of the funniest man, men I've known. I'm also extremely thankful for our prayer vigil that we had. I was 
There were so many people who just really needed help from God, and everybody was there to help them, and I could really see that. Everybody was getting up and going over to each other, making sure that everybody was okay. And even afterwards, we had another session to make sure that everybody was still okay. But uh, most importantly, I was extremely thankful for the church. The weather was awful, and it was really hard to get out to Silver Lake. So that made it super tough on us. So we had to have it at the church instead. And everybody was so awesome. We still got food. And <laughs> and in addition to food, we were also still able to have an amazing youth retreat here at the church. So I was extremely thankful for this year's youth retreat. And this year's youth retreat was Walk in God's Way. So we're going to walk in? Walk in God's Way, which is the way of love. And we learned a lot. We shared a lot. uh, We prayed a lot. And it was a wonderful experience. And we are very thankful for the opportunity and thankful for all of your support. So we celebrate our youth today. Something else. But we had awesome adults um, for the youth retreat, lots and lots of people helping. We worked for months working it all together. It was a wonderful thing. What else are you all thankful for? Yeah, Cindy. So thankful for prayers for baby Carson, who is well. And so we're all thankful for that. Judy. Praise God for healing. For Jeff, continue to keep him in prayer. I thought I saw another hand over. Yeah, Yvonne. First grandchild. Lucille Bernice. Oh, wonderful blessing. That's great. Any other things we want to praise God about today? Yeah. My nephew just found out he's going to be having his first son. Ooh, nephew having a baby. First son, that's great. Yeah, what are you thankful for, Ben? It's warm. The sun is shining. It's good. <laughs> yeah, what else? What else are we thankful for? Yeah, Becky. And am I thankful for one, being willing to stop the control? <laughs> Stopping control, yeah. So be. So having others to step in and help and being able to step back and allow others to help out, which is hard to step back and do that. What else are we thankful for? Anyone? Your God is so good. The sun is shining, and it's just a, a reflection of just 
God's goodness shining down upon us, filling our lives with so many blessings. So as we return our gifts, tithes, and offerings this morning, let's take some time to reflect on just how good God is. Father, we do give you thanks and praise for this day, for the opportunity to gather together and worship you in spirit and in truth. We lift up before you now, Lord, these gifts. They come from all that you have blessed us with so abundantly. And so we return them now to you, asking that you would give us wisdom to know how to best use them for the furtherance of your kingdom. We ask that you would bless, Lord, not only 
these financial gifts that we offer, but also all of the gifts of the Spirit that you have poured out into us. Stir them up, Lord. Let us give thanks for them and help us to know how to discover them and use them for your kingdom. Bless the offering for the refugees who are in need of our help. Help them to receive all that they need, Lord God, not only materially, but also in spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. A number of you have asked about, um, already, who have caught me, have asked about, what happened in Israel? What's going on? What's going on? Let me tell you a couple of things real quick. The pace and the content, ready? We ran where Jesus walked. Okay, that was what happened. Um, I was going to wear a sign this morning, and on the sign it was going to say, I'm still processing, please don't ask me. Okay. Um, overall, I can answer yes, no, and it was a wonderful trip. Also, prayers um, for Judith Nickel, Harshad, and Prem Thakur, and Sue Wilson, and all of those who are still in transit because they stayed um, an extra few days. So they should be somewhere, I think right about now, they're probably somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean on their way back. And in a few weeks, we're going to invite you to a presentation that we're all going to put together about what our trip was in Israel. So you'll all be invited to that. And, um, and like by next week, I should be able to answer some simple questions. We'll see. Um, we have some concerns um, that to bring before you this morning. Jane Smith has a broken ankle. We want to lift her up for healing. Um, the family of Bill uh, Bush, his funeral was yesterday, and we want to keep them in our prayers. And also... Um, the family of um, Jerry O'Neill, who is Dave O'Neill's brother, um, that he has um, also passed. Betty Geminder fell and broke her leg and her arm. She's um, had surgery yesterday, and hopefully all is well with her, and we're looking forward to her healing as well. Hmm? She didn't have surgery yesterday. See, that's what I have here. Okay, what happened? Monday or Tuesday? Okay, thank you. So we continue to keep Betty in our prayers um, for the upcoming surgery and for her healing as well. Um, Dave Johnson is having serious health issues. We want to keep him in our prayers. And also Janet Gillen, his mom, who is very, very concerned. Um, and I have a, a, a personal request from Romney and I. A dear friend of ours passed away on Thursday, Gordon McKay. So if we could keep the McKay family in our prayers as well. Um, do you have concerns that you want to lift up? Oh, I know you do. Come on. Yes, Judy. Oh. Okay, Sharon and Bill for healing, and little Elizabeth Geary, who is also sick again. Others? Uh, okay, friends. What's their name? Thomas and Regina, um, yes, thank you. Thank you for um, death in the family. And others? Oh, okay, a, a fa the family, Elizabeth, family of Elizabeth who passed away in a car accident and their daughter, a, a young daughter, Olivia, is left behind. Any others? Yes, Rosie. Healing for your mom? Oh, no, okay. 
Okay. Yes, healing for Lyme disease for dad and for mom who is, who is also in need of healing. Any others this morning? With all these concerns and those that are on your heart, you're welcome to join me at the rail or in your seats as we turn to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God of all creation, you pour out blessing upon blessing on all that you have created, on each and every one of us. All we need to do is open our hearts and receive. In the midst of those blessings, there are trials and troubles that are the result of living in this broken world. Lord, you call us to pray in thanksgiving, and you call us to pray requesting your help. So this morning, Lord, we come before you on behalf of all those who are in need of healing, whether it be healing in their spirits, their souls, or their bodies, Lord, you know what they need most. We pray that you would be with them by your spirit. Touch them with your healing power. Make them whole as only you can do. Be with their caregivers, family members, and medical professionals, Lord. Give them wisdom to know how to best care for all of the needs of those who are ill. Pray in Jesus' name for those who are grieving losses of all kinds, Lord. By your Spirit, be with them, comfort them, bring them peace in their inner being. Help them to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. Help them to trust in you and to keep in their hearts the hope of eternal life. Lord, we pray for those who are traveling we ask that you would conduct them safely to whatever their destinations may be. We pray, Lord God, for wisdom to know how to use all you have given us. You have not given it to us so that we can spend it on ourselves, but so that we can be a blessing wherever we go. We have gifts, Lord. We have talents. We have resources that you have blessed us with. Help us know what to keep and what to offer. Help us know what time it is in our lives. Sometimes it's time for us to keep much and offer not so much because of the need that there is in our own lives. Other times, most times, we are to give abundantly more than we keep back for ourselves. Help us to be led by your Holy Spirit in these things. Help us. Help us to trust in you for everything we need. Be with us now as we continue to worship, as we hear songs of praise and continue to pray and hear your word.
Let it wash over us and transform us that we may be more like Jesus in all things. Be with Pastor Tom as he delivers the message you have given to him this day. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts and minds to understand and receive all that you would speak to us this day. Make our worship to be pleasing to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we hear from the word of the Lord? Today's scripture reading is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 38 through 41. Teachers said, John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. Truly I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Me. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about a special gift that God has given to each one of us. Something that God invested in us before we were even born so that we could be a part of what God wants to do in this world. Some people know what that is. Some people are not sure what that is. But everyone is called by God to do what it is particular that God wants us to do and be. One of the difficulties, though, is trying to figure out how, when, where, what's the right place. When I was young, my parents would often tell me that I can't do something, and I would say, why? And their answer was insufficient. It would be, because I told you so. (laughs) It doesn't work. I don't get it. But, 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 but why? Because I told you so. If anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, this passage continues to say, those, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and that they'd be thrown into the sea. Why do we do this? Because we're afraid. We're concerned that our children will make the mistakes we made or make mistakes we didn't make that will bring them to danger and calamity and harm. We're concerned about our children's future. We're concerned about their lives. We're responsible for them. Amen? That's why we do it. If you're a young person, to give you the answer. The difficulty is is that children have a job in this world. And that is to push their parents as far as they can so that they can discover where the real boundaries are, where the real safe places are, what truly is off limits. Because boundaries can be good if they keep us from calamity. Boundaries can be good if they keep us safe. This actually goes on to say, If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. If your foot causes you to stumble, get rid of that. Pluck your eye out. Well, that's not meant to be exactly that way. 
What it's saying to us is if there's something in our lives that's causing harm, we, should, we shouldn't have it in our lives. One of the Methodist rules of living is first do no harm. What is it that you're doing in your life that probably should be removed, that's beyond the boundaries? If your television causes you to sin, throw it in the trash. If your computer causes you to sin, smash it. Oh, now we're getting real, aren't we? If those drugs or your love of money or anything causes you to lead these little ones astray. You see, some boundaries are important, and we need to establish them to keep not just ourselves safe, but the little ones. But some boundaries are fuzzy. So in my household, we had a a time we had to go to bed. Anybody else have that when they were a child, you know? Maybe you have one now. The truth is, though, is on Star Trek night, we were allowed to stay up late. We never really knew why, but on Star Trek night, we could stay up late. So we knew that that boundary was fuzzy. And we pushed it. Well, how come on Star Trek night we get to, right? Because we're not really sure. Sometimes the boundaries are artificial and need to be corrected. There was a man who was driving out demons, in other words, doing something good for God, in the name of Jesus. And the disciples said, we told him to stop because he wasn't one of us. He didn't have our seal of approval. And so they told him to stop doing good. Another thing that John Wesley used to say is, in essentials, we have to have unity. In non-essentials, we should have liberty. And in everything, we need to have charity for each other. And, and, and what are the essentials? How do we know what are the truth? How do we know what's most important? Well, I'll give you one example. We have a creed that we use in our church. It was actually created over a thousand years ago that gives us the basics of the truth. You know it. Here's how it goes. Do you believe in God the Father? It's easier with prompts, isn't it? (laughs) Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? When I was a child, I had to memorize that. The reason I was taught to memorize that is because it contains the basic elements of the Christian faith that we have agreed upon since way back 1,600, 1,700 years ago. If we agree on these things, we need to be certain. That's where we set the boundaries. Beyond that is something other than Christianity. It's, it's for God to decide whether it's right or wrong, but it's not who we are. Rules are about respect. They're not necessarily God rules. They're just rules that are about respect and safety and courtesy. So we have a rule in our church that says, We don't allow an adult to be alone with a child or a teenager. 
for obvious reasons. It's for safety. We have a rule that says that you need to reserve a room if you're going to do a program because otherwise you might have five people coming to the same room and that's happened in our church. And we just assume. So we have rules that are just for working together. The problem we have is when people use the boundaries or the rules for the wrong reason. To control people. To keep them doing what you want. When I came to this church, I was actually a part of something they called a vitalization experiment, and the annual conference was actually supporting my salary. So I had to go in front of this big committee once a year to explain what I was doing. And they would ask me questions, and one of their questions was, what are your Sunday school teachers using for curriculum? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) And they looked at me and they said, What do you mean you don't know? And I remember this like it was yesterday. One of the fellows pounded the table. Then how are you going to control them? (laughs) I never really figured it was my job to control Sunday school teachers. I trust the God in them to make the right decisions. I trust the Holy Spirit. You see, the problem is, is we have a difficulty in trusting one another sometimes. And so we set boundaries that are more about control, more about our egos than anything else. And the worst people at this, believe it or not, are the ones that are the most talented. Because people who can do things well tend to think that they need to to, to get everybody to do it their way. When I was much younger, I was trying to get a promotion at work, and my boss turned me down. And I went in to ask why. And he said, well, you're the best at everything around here. You do it all better than anybody else. But your problem is you don't understand that there's many good ways to do things. And until you learn to respect that other people do things in a good way, just different from you, you'll never be able to be in charge of anyone. Sometimes people tell you the truth when you need to hear it. Sometimes it's hard to hear the truth, especially if you're a rabbit in the Hundred Acre Woods. (coughs) Your attention, uh, please. (laughs) Uh, I have officially completed the plans. What plans? The plans for removing this boulder and restoring to Eeyore his happy home. No need to bother on my account. All we need is a little, uh, uh, team effort. Rabbit's rock remover. Now then. Pooh Bear, release the counterweight. Start depressurizing the granite extractor. The piglet? Piglet, start pulling your own weight over there. I don't weigh anything. No, no, no. A little little more over there. Yes, oh, that's good. No, 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 no. no. Over here. Oh, good. I think I... Why didn't that work? Uh, oh, let's see here now. The uh, oh, Perhaps we could use another helping hand. Yes, 
Yes. All we really need is... Anyone up for a little bouncing? No, no, no bouncing. Look, just look at all this work we have to do. What? Moving that old thing? <laughs> Not a problem. All you need is a little bouncing. How will bouncing move the rock, T Tigger? Tut, tut, tut. Not now, Piglet. If maybe we had a little... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right there! Mounting will move this boulder. <laughs> oh, it's almost amusing. I love Tigger. A little bouncing is all it'll take. A little bouncing can't do anything. You don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever had somebody tell you that you don't know what you're doing? You can't do it the way you've been taught to do it. You can't do it the way you know you can do it. Because they can't figure out how you would do it. What's all this thing about boundaries have to do with gifts? Well, the problem is, is that a lot of people are gifted... But somewhere along the line, they've gotten the instruction they're not supposed to use their gifts. They don't have permission. And one of the most important things about understanding our gifts is that we need to have permission, not just from God, but from each other, to do what God has made us to do. Because we all have gifts. We can't do it all ourselves. We need each other. We need to trust in the God and other people, that they will fulfill us. It's called synergy. Together we do more than we do separately. The backstory for this little passage is rather interesting. Jesus was up on the mountaintop. We call it the Transfiguration, which is a whole other day's sermon. But when he came down off the mountain, he found that, they were, that his disciples were arguing with this man. And he asked what's going on. And the man said, well, I brought my son to be healed by your disciples. He has a demon in him, but they couldn't do it. And he said to Jesus, if you could help me, I'd appreciate it. And Jesus said, if I can, do you believe? And the man said that wonderful verse, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And so Jesus cast out the demon from the boy, and the disciples on the way, leaving there, asked him, why couldn't we do it? And he said, well, these have to be driven out by prayer. So as they were walking along the way, they're having an argument about who's the greatest among them. Who's in charge? Who gets to make the rules? And they see this man driving out demons, and because he was doing something they couldn't do, they told him to stop. You see where the trouble is? We have people who have the ability to do amazing things, and somewhere along the line, because we can't do it, we can't see how someone else can. So Rabbit says there's no way 
that Tigger can move that rock. But he did. But he did. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Do we really believe that the Holy Spirit of God is in each other? Do we really believe that if someone has confessed that, that, that creed and said, this is what I believe, that they really believe like we do and they have the same God? It's not about even trusting each other. It's about trusting God in each other. They couldn't drive out the demons, so they stopped someone who could. If I don't have the gift, you must not. And there's a lot of stuff that we can't do. So if we make the decisions by what we can do, we're going to stop a lot of people. I was a four-sport athlete when I was in high school. I know it's hard to believe, but I was. Football, wrestling, did pretty good at those. Weightlifting, and then it came to track and field. Now, that's got, like, so many different events. You've got to be good at something, right? I tried running. I wasn't good at that. I tried jumping. No good. I tried throwing things. That didn't work. I even pole vaulted. No good. So I went into the coach, and I said, Coach, I'm quitting. I'm going to go get a job. I'm not good at anything. And he said, you're an athlete, Tom. You have to stay on the team. I said, what am I good at? And he looked at me for about 30 seconds, and he said, go enjoy your job. <laughs> Because I can't do track and field. And there's a real obvious reason. I don't have any legs. Track and field is a, is a sport for people with legs. You might never have noticed that about me. I'm not short, but my legs are. There's nothing there. I got the legs of a, of a, of a, of a, of a fifth grader, if I'm lucky. So I can't do it. We have to come to terms with the fact we can't do everything. When you were told as, as a young person, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything you want, that was not true. I know I just broke a lot of illusions and dreams, right? And maybe crushed some of what your parents told you. But the truth of the matter is, what we discover in life, is that there's a lot of stuff we can't do, amen? And you know why you can't do it? Because God didn't gift you to do it. So you know whose fault it is? God's take the pressure off. It's not you. You're not the failure. God decided you shouldn't do this stuff. Wow, that makes it easier, doesn't it? So long as we start going and doing what God did make us to do. Because God gave us something that we could do together. We are meant to be complementary, not competitive. We're meant to help each other and fulfill each other, not compete with each other. Because ultimately, what matters is the mission of God, the missio dei. In verse 50 of this chapter, Jesus says, Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. And I know you're going, salt? Why are we talking about salt? He's not talking about salt. If we do everything a church could do and lose the mission of God, forget that we're here to bring people to the saving grace of God, forget that we're here to bring the peace of the Holy Spirit to the world, then we have done nothing. And we're useless. And even worse, we're useless in God's name. So God wants us to take our gifts and do something. 
as a service to God. We are servants of God. Pastor Sherry likes to call them God jobs. She tells all the young people that they have to have a God job. What's your God job? What is it that you do? Not, not, your, not, not, not your employment. What do you do for God? You might do it as your job. I do. You might do it as just something you volunteer for. It is what God made you to do. We gave you cards coming into the service today where you can, probably over in this pocket, men have too many pockets, women have purses, we have pockets, where you can put down what you think you want to do or you would be interested in doing or if you just want to have somebody help you figure that out. Now, last week I said you can bring those cards up during uh, communion and put them in a basket, and I didn't put the basket out, so I'm going to do it now. There. And the purpose of this is to help you figure out where you belong because the mission of the church will be fulfilled when we fulfill the gifts that God has given to you. Do you you see? Our ministry is dependent on your gifting. We will do what it is God has called you to do because that's the purpose of the church, to put into action and put the resources of this organization behind what God called you to do. Boundaries. What are boundaries about? Boundaries are about keeping us safe. They're not just rules to control people. And what we need to do is push those boundaries out so far that we get to what's called the edge of chaos. Not chaos. Chaos is wrong. But the edge of chaos is where the greatest creativity is. And so we need to make the boundaries as far as possible so we can turn loose all the ministries. We want to hear people say, I can, not I can't. And I know some of you do. I've seen gardens appear. I've seen people making up ministries. I've seen people going and feeding folks in the middle of the night down in the city of Buffalo. People just doing stuff I would never dream of. But God dreamed that in you when he gifted you. Lord, I believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Turn loose the gift in me. Safety comes with love and with respect. When we learn to respect and love each other, then we don't have the fear. If anyone causes one of these little ones to, who, who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and for them to be thrown into the sea. We read that kind of stuff and we say, we can't do anything. We're afraid. What happens if we fail? And we have people, we have leaders, you have folks in the congregation you can ask and say, is this a safe, is this a good thing? Does it fit? But not to control. We need to learn to trust people like a family. Did you remember what the apostle said was wrong with that fellow driving out demons? He wasn't one of us. You're one of us. We're all connected to each other. We can trust each other. We can believe in each other. We can let each other turn things loose. Because if we don't, we'll cause those little ones to fall astray. You notice that uh, the youth band, one of those things didn't look like the others. Mr. Rodriguez was sick this morning, so that's why I was up there playing. I'm not part of the youth band. It was a privilege for them to let me play with them. Pastor Sherry and I did a worship camp. Well, it was. 
Pastor Sherry and I did a worship camp a few years ago, and it was with teenagers. And what we did was we, we used the teenagers would get together during the day and plan a worship service and do it for adults at night that we collected from area churches. We had about 300 and some people come to those worship services. And they loved it, and the teenagers did all of it. We had people tell us we couldn't have teenagers do it because they weren't, they weren't old enough. They weren't talented enough. But when we turned them loose, they did incredible things for God. At the end of the week, they said, we're sad to go home because we know we're not going to be able to do this back home. They won't let us. They won't let us. Not only do we let the teenagers do it, we encourage them to do it, right? And it's not just teenagers. It's each and every one of us because we're a part of a community of love. And 1 John tells us there's no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. Everything is possible, Jesus said, for those who believe. Everything is possible. When God dreams, amazing miracles occur. He he built an entire universe over his dreams. And when God dreams through you, he is going to make amazing things happen in your world. So today, unless it's a safety issue, Unless it somehow goes completely against those things we read about in that creed, which isn't a lot. You have permission. Go and live into God's dream. Cast out the demons. Transform the world because this world needs peace. Amen? We have it. We can bring it. We need to bring it in a powerful way for our God.
I want to be close, close to your side. So heaven is real and death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing as one. with you and wants to do miraculous things through you. And too often we say, nah, no, I'm going to do things my own way. I'm going to do things whatever way I decide instead of whatever way God decides. But God wants us to follow him and make decisions to go in his way with every part of our lives. And so I invite you to say a prayer of confession along with me. Lord, I am a sinner. I need your grace. grace. Forgive me for my sins. sins. Set me on the right path. path. Lead me to my purpose purpose. that you've created for me. me. That I may glorify you you. with my entire life. life. It's in your name we pray. pray. Amen. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. This proves God's love for you and for me. So in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory Glory to to God. God. Amen.
And now as a forgiven body of Christ, let's prepare for the table of grace by greeting one another with the peace of the Holy Spirit. Yep.
Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, amen? Amen. Amen. You know, in those words, in the words of that song, I'm thinking, praying this liturgy, it's all there. We just sang it. So we're going to go through this because it's what we do to remember all that Jesus has done for us, all that God has done for us in Christ and in sending the Holy Spirit to be among us so that we can be God's people in this world. Everyone is invited to come to the table. If you love God, repent of your sin, and seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are welcome to come and partake, to come and confess to Jesus, I want to be part of all you're doing. I want to be more of a part than I've ever been before. I want to walk the way you would have me walk. So come to the table this morning. Come and be blessed. Come and be filled. Come and be empowered by the wonder that is Jesus. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. In his baptism and in table fellowship, he took his place with sinners. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. 
He gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together the prayer Jesus taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward?
God invites all those who seek after him to come to this table. This is the amazing table of God's grace, intended for all of you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, what you've been. God himself calls you to come and join us today at the table, at the rail for prayers for healing, to light a candle. Come and join us with the Lord.
like to invite you, if you're able to stand as we're going to sing together, Oh Jesus, I have promised. said something to the effect that I'm always surprised that anybody would come and listen to me, some kid from Cheektowaga, and someone said, you know, it doesn't give us confidence when you say things like that, Pastor Tom. <laughs> Makes us wonder what we're supposed to be, but let me explain very briefly. My grandfather came to this country with nothing. My father grew up in a shack on the waterfront of Buffalo with no running water, no heat. That was, that was the world that I came from. If we just achieved a high school degree and got a decent job, we would have been considered a success. So having been able to go to college and go and get a master's degree and go and become ordained and actually lead a congregation, to me, is absolutely beyond amazing. And why do I share that? Because if God can do amazing things through somebody like me, God can do the same amazing things through you. Don't sell the dream God has for you short. Don't let anyone deny what God has created you to be and to do. Go and live into that dream God has for you and become someone amazing because God already expects it and has planned it for you. May the Lord bless you. May he be with you. May he strengthen you. May he give you wonder and amazing lives this day and forever. In Jesus' name, amen.